This week's episode is brought to you by SketchWallet. SketchWallet is excited to announce that their brand new, beautifully made canvas option is finally available and flying off their virtual shelves. Not sure what a SketchWallet is? Well, it's a high quality, portable wallet for artists on the go, designed to carry a mini sketch pad, pencil, and other wallet items. Haven't seen the canvas or classic leather sketch wallet yet? Head to sketchwallet.com tan to see all of their durable art supplies for creatives on the move. Again, that's sketchwallet.com T-A-N. This is the Animation Network. With this podcast, you get to tune in every week to hear top industry professionals in my network discussing network animation. Our goal here is to bring you effective tips, tricks, secrets, and practices for breaking into and navigating through the current landscape of TV animation. I'm your host, Chris Wimberly. Thanks for tuning into the network today. Welcome back to another episode of the Animation Network podcast. I'm really excited to share this episode with you because I got the chance to meet up with a good friend over at Nickelodeon, who is always such a joy to catch up with. And we really cover a range of topics in today's episode. So I don't want to spoil anything before you get a chance to listen to it yourself. But this was another great episode. I had a lot of fun recording and I can't wait for you to hear more about the episode from the man himself. So without delay, here is Neil Wade. Do you feel ready? I'm ready as I'm gonna get. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's do this then. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just kicked the table, so <laughs> now I was off to a strong start already. Okay, yeah. we're doing great. Yeah. I think so. This is fantastic. So, <laughs> so welcome. Mm. Another episode of the podcast. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great and I'm pretty honored and privileged to be here. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, happy to have you on. So yes. we're going to jump straight into this. Okay. And we're not going to keep the people waiting. They want to know who you are. <laughs> so why don't you do a quick introduction of who you are, what you do, where you work. I'm Neil Wade. I am a social media coordinator at Nickelodeon Animation in Burbank. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're the person online posting all the funny pictures, keeping us up to date on things. Yeah. We're, we're a team. It's definitely a team effort. Um there are definitely uh, projects I oversee, but yeah, by and large, it's a bunch of us kind of like running around every morning to make sure we get everything up that we try to. We have a lot of content that we tend to put out. So Okay. So before we get too further into everything that you do on the job, mm-hmm. uh, why don't we go back to the beginning and you tell yes. us a little bit kind of like where you started. So kind of like uh-huh. school, did you go to school? And if you did, what were you studying? Yeah. Uh, um, I did go to school. <laughs> I went to school in St. Louis. I went to Washington University, uh, but I actually studied architecture. I, um, I've always loved to draw, and I've always loved animation, comic books, anime, manga, but I never really took it seriously as a job, and when I asked uh, my art teacher about it back home in Oklahoma, she was like, oh, well, that looks kind of like engineering or architecture stuff. So I was like, ah, architecture. And that's why I went that route. Oh, um, okay. So that was the first step <laughs> on the long, windy path to Nickelodeon, basically. Okay. So when did you realize you wanted to work in animation? Kind of, And also, what were some of the first steps that you took? Because I, 
See, she puts you on the architecture path, which is a little bit different. So I'm sure to get over, it was quite a few steps. Yeah. um, Well, being uh, young and doe-eyed as I was, um, I actually really enjoyed architecture. I liked that I was drawing. Um, I liked that it seemed to be a lucrative career that would make my parents happy, frankly. (laughs) But about uh, three years into the program, I had had a lot of fun. But I knew by then that it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it wasn't, uh, I wasn't accessing my more creative skills. And I missed the storytelling. And so many things I liked about drawing were not a part of the architectural craft. So after a momentary uh, panic, <laughs> I uh, just started a- like asking around and talking to friends. And uh, basically, this does eventually answer the question. Basically, I talked to one friend who suggested, because of my love for anime and manga, that I see about teaching English in Japan, just so I could go to Japan. Oh. Um, so I asked around. I found out about a program that uh, I could apply for, and I applied, not thinking I really had a chance, but I was like, whatever, it's a shot in the dark. Um, I ended up getting into the program, and it was easily the best decision and most life-changing decision of my life. I went and taught in Japan for two years. And that's actually where I decided that animation was what I wanted to pursue. It was uh, the fr- it, it, because in Japan, the visuals are so important. And everywhere you look, there's animation and storytelling and graphics. It's just such mu- a much more visual kind of culture, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's really where it just solidified me. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. What I want to do. This is a job. It's a cool job. Don't know how to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. So it was in Japan that I was actually uh, inspired to pursue animation as a career, which was a few years after uh, I'd graduated. So Going to Japan is a big dream of mine, so it's still on on the list. I've had a lot of friends go. go. Yes, it's – I know this isn't about Japan, but it's (laughs) – it's because it's very similar in terms of uh, standard of living to the U.S., but – They've reached the, They've reached this point by a very different historical uh, path, if you will. It's just. It's very. I think it's a very impactful experience for any person from the West, just to go to a place where, you know, we just have different backgrounds and different stories, and just as an entire culture, the tenets and values and character, uh, character all together are fundamentally different. So, mm. please go. I will go. <laughs> I, I, am, I. I should get paid by the Japan (laughs) Tourism Board because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, tell them, put you on the payroll. Hey, I will once I recover some of my Japanese to say (laughs) such things. So, So, well, it's in the mail. They'll get it eventually. (laughs) Um, So, I know because we met when I was an intern and you were helping out and getting us all adjusted. (laughs) And at the time when I met you, you were in production. Yes. Um, So, can you talk a little bit about kind of like starting production and then making your way over to the social media side and sort of what that transition was like. Yes, um, it's it was definitely a transition and I kind of stumbled into it. Um, I was in production, obviously. And early on, there was the social media, there was a social media department that was completely handling everything on their own. They kind of would gather content from the shows. Um, as that department was growing, they started asking the shows, to, uh, the production teams to handle the social media. Uh, I was a big fan of Instagram. Um, just, I just, I love Instagram to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, myself and another one of the team members volunteered to do it. And then as that started to grow even more, they said, well, why don't we just have a 
regular person front production team handle social media full time. Mm. And since I was already kind of doing it, just naturally I was the one that they picked to, for that role. Uh, and then uh, after, it, it is important to say that after that show wrapped up, it was Pig Up Banana Cricket. Once that wrapped up, uh, the social media, t- I came over to the social media team for the entire studio. So that was the path there um, in a very short abbreviated <laughs> version <laughs> of it. Um, the biggest adjustment was that going from production where you have a somewhat regular expectation, like you know the schedule, you know you have set deadlines, there's a set amount of time that any you know stage of animation happens. Social media is like day by day, it's like, oh, there might be something new you have to jump on, and oh, there's mm. this hot trend that you're trying to get, and how do we get an artist to put turn something over in time that we can actually catch this and you know, get engagement and get people to interact with it. So the pacing was a bit of an adjustment for me, but I love social media. So it's still, it's work, but it's not, um, it's something that I'm learning every day and I'm like constantly being challenged and growing in the process. So yeah, yeah, I I enjoy it. It seems more fluid. Like it's just, okay, this thing is popping up. Like let's work with this and then see what sort of changes out of that. Yeah. I mean, I think what's unique at Nick is that we do have a pretty solid calendar and we do pride ourselves on kind of creating a lot of content for to address all the content that we have like in our broadcast material. We're supplementing that, um, supplementing that experience. So, you know, what happens after, you know, the credits? How do we keep that interest in SpongeBob going? Or how do we keep people excited about Loud House or whatever? So, um, yeah, it's it's a really exciting place to be. And there's, there's always something new popping up that we have to kind of tackle and challenge. So. Oh, yeah. well, great to hear. Great to hear. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what a normal work day looks like for you. You come in and then what do you do? Yes. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I do is I check, uh, I look at the accounts of all of our partners and our competition and just kind of mm-hmm. see what's happening, what's trending, what's popular. Um, and that just kind of gets my gets my brain working. And even in the background as I do other things, it's like, okay, well, how can you address, you know, whatever's happening, whatever's like really hot. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of checking things, getting the lay of the land, finding out what's going on. Um, I then usually move into just whatever our plan is. So if we have a scheduled post on YouTube, I make sure that, you know, the copy's correct and double check everything and make sure that goes out and there's no like bumps in the road. And what's also very, very important, I usually do kind of wait for a little bit in the day so people are up, <laughs> you know, mm. but uh, community engagement. And that's where, you know, I'm going through and I'm seeing what the comments have been on the content we have. I'm responding to comments. I'm liking and, post, you know, just making sure I'm actually interacting with the community, which um, to me is the the meat of the social media experience, yeah. you know. And with our, with our team now, I do, I do also do a lot of content creation. So the back half of my day is generally, whether it's creating a Photoshop piece or uh, – a lot of video editing, working in Premiere, um, some of the more logistic stuff. That's one of my roles specifically is that I do a lot of the operations. So I'm looking at the server and making sure everything is like archived correctly. If some of our partners need something, getting it out to them. But most of the, the first part of the day is primarily in the social media world and like the engagement and interacting. And the back half is kind of the more like uh, nuts and bolts of it, if you will. So mm. yeah, I hope that's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice to know that you guys because I've always wondered like do they actually check the comments oh yeah because I know what I've seen on our page like Mm -hmm. sometimes the comments can get a little crazy 
Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like, how do you regulate that? Or is it just kind of like they, they go up and you sort of let them be unless they're a little yeah. too crazy? We generally let them be unless it's something like offensive or just, just kind of vile, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, which is rare. It's very rare. Even when we do have like, um, even when someone says they don't like something that happened in the show, like it's usually kind of playful and it's, mm. um, People, I think, despite what we often see on uh, social media, most of our followers and most people who are with us are very positive and pleasant, pleasant about things. Even if it is, I don't like this episode, it's still respectful. So unless somebody is like very, very disrespectful or something that's really offensive, we kind of just let it be and let the community kind of take care of itself. We respond. We can be a little snipey ourselves but I think that's part of um the personality people would expect from a brand like ours right right okay so I know from like previous conversations we had yes uh another big passion of yours is like working with community service and outreach and all of that good stuff which thanks to you I was able to meet Terry Cruz from when I was volunteering so I still think about that day yeah I still have the picture on my Facebook and yeah um so I was actually wondering, how do you juggle kind of like your love for these two things? I don't know that I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I try and find places where they intersect. You know, I try and find places where they dovetail. Luckily, um, Nickelodeon has a community efforts division where we do go out in the community. We do a lot of artistic things with kids at the schools or uh, there's an event coming up that we are working with um, and with with a AIDS Foundation, and we mm-hmm. go and we draw characters for for kids again. So that's one way where I'm taking you know my interest in art and drawing and all of that, and it is serving the community and having that interaction. Uh, it's really tough. I also think I'm lucky I'm in LA, which which is kind of a hotbed for service and um, kind of grassroots and move a lot of like activism and all these things. So there's always something I can reach out to, and it doesn't necessarily require that I have a, this is going to sound bad, I don't necessarily have to make a long-term commitment. It, it, it is, I'm allowed to kind of dip in and, you know, do events here and there. And mm. so I'm able to stay kind of, stay on top of that and stay, you know, busy with work and make it all work together because there's so many opportunities. Um, yeah, the biggest thing, though, is just finding ways that I can take what I do normally and that intersects with kind of my service goals. So Okay. Yeah. So when you're kind of looking over your career, yeah, is there anything that you wish you knew at the start of it that you could pass yeah. on to someone who's thinking, okay, I'm ready to join animation and I'm, yeah. I'm going to do this journey. What's something you wish like someone was like, hey, before you start, yeah. this is, you should be aware of this or you should know this. Gosh. Um, it's like, I'm drawing a blank just because I've been asked, but um <laughs> I think I wish I had someone had told me, you know, be nice to everybody and it's okay. I think you, a lot of what I heard coming into the entertainment industry was, you know, you have to be aggressive and competitive and all these things. And to a certain degree, yes. Um, I don't know. I, not, I take it back. Not aggressive, but I think there is a degree of competition, but it's like you really are competing with yourself when it comes to a lot of the artistic work you do. Mm. And then... Um, I I honestly believe I've gotten further by being nice to people <laughs> than, you know, than I would have if I were to, like, you know, try and play games and uh, be a little more devious, if you will. Mm. Um, I realize I say that a lot. 
<laughs> if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great phrase. Yeah. Okay, it works so well. So, many <laughs> um, so one, I would say be nice to everybody. You never know who you'll be working with, who you'll be working for, mm-hmm. how you'll be able to help each other out. Animation, some, uh, I don't know if this necessarily fits the question, but an- I tell people animation is a big, small world. There are so many people doing so many things to make these things, to make this world happen. But after that first job, you are guaranteed you probably are connected to people at any of the major studios right away. Yeah. Um, for me, it's when I go to events all the time. I went to an alumni event for my school, which is out in the Midwest, and there aren't a whole lot of people, no one in animation as far as I know. But I was just talking to a guy who works in like the agency world, and because agency deals with actors and some of the actors are voice actors here. He's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We deal with the Nick kids all the time. And he starts throwing out names and we all know each oh. other. And so, uh, your reputation does follow you, you know, and just, and you never know who's talking about you. You never know where your name's going. You never know where that next opportunity will come from because of those things. So I just wish someone had kind of made that very clear to me. It's not been a problem, but it's definitely something that actually empowers you in this industry. If you know that, there is a grapevine of sorts, so. Yeah. yeah that's no, that's cool. great advice, <laughs> great advice. It's a recurring theme where people are saying, you know, just be nice. Yes. Because it's true, you don't know yes. who you're gonna work with in the future, or you know, that person you meet at that one event could come back later on, you know, that could be your production manager, or that could be your art director, or Absolutely. you know. So just be nice, very easy. Nice. <laughs> it works, it works, and most people are nice too. That's the thing, most yeah. people want to be nice. It's, I haven't really run into situations where I'm around a lot of that kind of Hollywood stereotype, stereotype of backstabbing and so-and-so is trying to get you and this and that. I just have not run into it and mm-hmm. I feel very lucky for that. Um, but I also don't know how prevalent it is because of that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm in a bubble, but <laughs> being nice has really been what's gotten me every, every step forward in my entire career. So, mm. yeah. Good things to know. Yes, <laughs> yes, it works. <laughs> so I was wondering... If you could create your ideal work position and mm-hmm. studio's just like, Neil, what do you want to do? Yeah. What would that be? Well, I will say first and foremost, like showrunner, of course, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, showrunner or like an art director, like those are just on the creative side. That's, I love just being that world of like creating visuals and understanding what makes something visually appealing. So that's like the, um, the obvious one as an artist. Uh, if I were to stay, if I don't know, if I think kind of big picture, uh, I think like a community community liaison kind of thing, just working on mm. the relationships in the community within our studio and then how we do outreach, you know, just really work. I, I love working with people and working in groups and seeing how people can like em- be empowered and create new things. So um, if we're creative, art director or showrunner, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a, there's another part of me that really w- loves like the service and the people aspect, and I'd love to be a part of that. Oh. Yeah. Do you hear this, Nickelodeon? <laughs> Get a spot for Send him. me a chat. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this. So, yeah. Um, so you're coming to work, and you have mm-hmm. all this creative energy, and you're just <laughs> hustling, 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 and then you get to the end of the week, probably burnt out. Mm-hmm. What do you do outside of work to kind of keep that creative energy oh, fresh and ready to go when you come back Monday morning? Um, I, gosh, 
I love to dance, so I'm also often out. Um, yeah, I always find a way to go dance for almost every weekend. There's mm-hmm. something, you know, I just love dancing. Reading, I just love discovering new things and getting new information, so I do a lot of reading. Um, cooking has recently become something that I've really started to enjoy, and that becomes a little more meditative. Mm-hmm. And just discovering new flavors and discovering I actually have an appreciation for these things, whereas before I was like, I like my burger and fries. <laughs> but I've been experimenting a lot with like uh, food and nutrition, and that's become just a really pleasant uh, activity I look forward to. Um, I love going to bookstores and comic book stores in particular. I just love there's I get an energy from being surrounded by all these ideas and all these things that have come from people's imaginations and inspire so much in myself. And I always come away feeling energized to be more creative once I've been in a very creative space. So, yeah, those are a few things I like to get into. Okay. Um, yeah. Have you been to The Last Bookstore? I love The Last Bookstore. It's 10 minutes from my front door. Oh, okay. That's I'm there pretty often, yeah. For people who don't know what The Last Bookstore is, oh it's gosh. just, imagine, a, it's like two stories, and yeah. it's from floor to ceiling, all books. They have like an archway made out of books. It, it used to be like a, it was some industrial build. I don't know if it was yeah. a plant or a boiler. I don't know. It's in downtown LA, and it used to be something amazing and magnificent now it's something even yeah. just as magnificent <laughs> um yes i'm a big fan and they have a great graphic novel section so they do I spend a lot of time there too nice affordable books yes so if you're out here you should go check it out i highly recommend it i co-sign the last bookstore <laughs> we need to work a sponsorship with them somehow i was gonna say uh Get you know we're giving you guys books. a little free marketing <laughs> free advertising here so <laughs> another question career focus or kind of reflective of your career um, when you're looking back on it what mm. bring or actually when you're just kind of thinking about your career in general uh, what inspires you to bring passion to your job every day who okay this loaded be a long answer <laughs> to okay. we, we've got time we've yeah. got time um I think this is kind of like my overall philosophy in life is that I love bringing joy and passion and creativity and positivity in any given situation. And I've always kind of been that way. Um, even as a kid, I like, I was quiet, but like, I loved to be, you know, I wanted to make sure everyone was happy. Um, and so to me, it's, you know, that's what I love about this is that I know that at the end of the day, the work I do is going to make somebody laugh, is going to make somebody feel a little bit of good. And I do believe like that does you know, that seed of positivity does accumulate and spread out into hope and does give people motivation. And we, you know, life is hard for, and I think especially with kids, uh, there's so much more of the world that kids are bombarded with than I feel like I was when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it has a lot to do with just more media and like this hyper media oriented culture we have. But I think to be able to instill any, element of positivity into that is such a powerful role to play so we're talking about animation you know for me even I think of something that's like a darker animation like Akira but the craftsmanship that goes into it and the imagination behind it that still inspires me and gives me a very positive feeling so you know whatever shows I've worked on I know that at some point in the process somebody's going to feel positivity from it and that's that's what keeps me happy. That's what keeps me going, knowing that I'm bringing joy to somebody somewhere. So, yeah, and I hope that I try and do that in, like, everything I do. So 
whether it is the dancing or (laughs) or me you know my own work that I do I want people to be moved in a positive direction because I think eventually that moves all of us in a positive direction Mm. makes me think of another question which could also (laughs) tie into the next question that I have which is more fun one yeah. like to ask everyone because, you know, I'm constantly building up my collection of things to watch. Oh. So what's your go-to animated movie or TV show to watch? I thought you would ask something like this. And <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. <laughs> um, so I have a long list. I am a huge, huge, anyone who knows me knows I love comic books. I love anime. Um, my Actually, my introduction to, or my primary interest in comics and animation started with anime and manga so um akira is always you know when i'm in when i'm ready for like a heavy like philosophical thing <laughs> i can always like put that on princess mononoke is gorgeous um, prince of egypt that was Ooh. um for me just uh visually just the style of it and the subject matter it came out when i was like in college and just you know, I was very much in this heady space and the world was opening up to me and I saw this like new interpretation of a religious story I thought I'd been familiar with and just had an impact on me on multiple levels. But to this day, it's just really gorgeous and I love the music. What else? Wreck-It Ralph was, I really, really love that. Um, I don't, it's gonna come out wrong because I actually love all types of animation, but I tend towards more 2D animation when, when the, the, with the things I love. And Wreck-It Ralph just was a new, I don't know, it was kind of a turning point for me appreciating like CG animation. Mm. So that's up there. Um, Gosh, if I go back into all the anime archives (laughs) of my brain, then we'll never end. But uh, Cowboy Bebop, of course. Ah, it's a classic. Yes. Uh, Samurai Champloo, which I thought was just a great mashup and a great follow-up. Oh my goodness, Voltron! I'm really loving Voltron now. Mm, um, I just kind of—that's something that, you know, when I have people over, I'll just put on the background and like everyone appreciate just if nothing else the visuals of it. So, yeah, gosh, I'm gonna stop it there. But <laughs> yeah, those are those are a few of the ones that come to mind. It's a great list. Thank a you. lot that yeah. I've—you actually reminded me of like, oh yeah, I, I love that one too. Yeah, like Prince of <laughs> Egypt was like a big one for me when I. Saw it. That's when I can yeah. always still just throw back on and Absolutely. try and sing the songs and act all the the parts. I do it way off. Like I've <laughs> had in, like I've sung the entire soundtrack in the shower at one time, which yeah. is not good to anyone else to pay for water. But um, <laughs> yeah, Prince of Egypt's up there. I still show it to like my niece and nephew, and they're still like wild by it. And it's just um, gets a lot of conversation started with anyone yeah. else in the room. So yeah. Oh. Well, we're coming up to the end of our episode already. Mm-hmm. Just flew oh, by yeah. <laughs> um, so before we end i want mm-hmm. to see if you have any questions or if there's any last advice you want to give any questions mm-hmm. you have for me this is your time to shine oh my gosh um i just i don't really have <laughs> that's fine that's totally fine so, but i really really enjoyed this and i think what you all are doing with uh, just the podcast is just it's really amazing and just featuring people and getting all the stories out there. I just think that's phenomenal. And I do have one thing I would say. Oh. And this actually, I want to thank uh, Eric Robles um, from a conversation we had probably a few years ago. I think another reason a lot of us are out here in the animation industry, but entertainment as a whole, is that we like a, a, an avenue to tell stories. And um, this kind of ties back to my passion about things too. I'm very passionate about people, but I also think 
you know, we all have a story to tell and we all deserve the space to tell it. And that leads to us, you know, fulfilling our full potential. And so I do hope people are conscious of their stories and see the value in it and, you know, find a way to express it, find a way to tell it, find a way to speak out always peacefully. But I think now more than ever, it's important that we actually speak how we feel and learn how to connect with each other across whatever challenges and differences we have. So that's my final word oh. <laughs> for the world. But I do think it, it's in it being a part of the entertainment industry. We have a very powerful platform that's never really existed before to share and connect as an entire like society and civilization. So let's do it. folks. Do, do well, do good things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tell your story. Yes. Tell your story. You, that's you're it. here. Might as well tell it. Yeah. We all want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, we all want to hear it. So. Well, thank you for coming on and talking with me. Had a great time chatting, like always. Oh, uh, yeah. This is this is fun. So we recorded it this time. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> if only we could record every conversation. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe not. not maybe not. Maybe not. You know, um, <laughs> Just yeah. the, good, the good parts. The yes. good parts. I'm going to sit here and sip my tea on that one. So. <laughs> Well, that's all for today. So, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And keep up the good work. Seriously, it's great what you guys are doing. So We'll try. We'll try. Awesome. Okay. So, goodbye. Later. <laughs> and there goes another great episode to add to our growing list of awesome interviewees. I just love Neil's outlook on staying positive and being nice to whoever you meet. Like we always tell you guys, animation is a small industry, so make every interaction count. And you know, I'm already looking forward to my next conversation with him because I'm sure he's going to continue to do amazing things. So a big thank you to Neil for coming on the show. And of course, thank you to you guys as well for all of your support. If you enjoyed the episode today, don't forget to rate, review, and share it. And if you're new to our podcast, also subscribe. What are you waiting for? We love making new content for you guys all the time, and we have more episodes to come before the season ends. So make sure your notifications are turned on to get our updates. And as always, thanks so much for tuning into and being a part of the Animation Network. Mm-hmm.